Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Remember, you can get the Room 104 podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the usual podcast places, so you can take us with us wherever you're going. Head on over now, subscribe, rate and review, do all those things. Now, does the sound of other people eating, does it maybe absolutely drive you insane? If it does, you may have a neurological condition. It's called misophonia. And Dr. Jolene Jaffe, who is an expert in the area, is on the line joining us now to tell you a little bit more about what it is, why you might have it, what you can do to help try and manage it. Uh, Dr. Jaffe, thanks a million for popping on the show this evening. How are you? I'm uh, very pleased to have the opportunity to spread some awareness of this condition. It's a strange one. I've heard of one or two people who kind of claim to to have it and suffer from it, and it it is a bit of an odd, strange one. But what exactly is misophonia, if I'm pronouncing that correctly? Well, misophonia is... uh, um, the literal meaning of the word is hatred of sound, which is a misnomer. It's a catchy little name, but it's not accurate. People with misophonia do not hate sound. They just hate certain sounds. And it's not that they hate them. It's that those sounds seem to go directly into their survival brain, and they have a reaction as if they are in some kind of danger. And uh, they go into pretty much the same chemistry of fight and flight as if they were being attacked somehow. It appears that it's a neurological condition. There's very little research, but there has been one study that found it identified a particular place in the brain that actually was reacting. But it has a lot of emotional overlay because it affects relationships with other people. It was actually in the paper recently, there was a guy who suffers from, he hates the sound of people swallowing. Oh, And Mm -hmm. so much so that he said that he's actually had to distance himself from his family. Yes, that's common. People end up not having meals together, which takes some adjusting. But once people understand that this is not I'm not just being bratty and persnickety. I really am having a um, neurological reflex reaction. You know, when you go to a doctor and they tap your knee and your foot flies up, that's a reflex. And this is a reflex in the person's brain. They can't help it. So once that is understood and the person can begin to develop some strategies for managing it and coping with it, family members can as well. And maybe they don't eat together, but that doesn't mean they can't do other things together, like play a board game or go for a bike ride or certain things like that. It's a fascinating, fascinating one. But 
why is it only isolated to let's say sounds of eating like do people who have misophonia do they hate other particular sounds or is it just eating no it's other sounds as well. and it's other things besides sounds so the most common thing is sounds of eating chewing swallowing mouth and nose sounds are the most common i have a theory that personally i think that's related to the part of the brain that is still uh, in survival mode, like a caveman would hear those sounds and would expect danger. The sounds like an animal behind a tree and, oh yeah. dear, I might be desert, you know? So I think it's a reaction of, of that. But there are other sounds which, again, I think are similar in some way. Clicking sounds like a pen or a keyboard or maybe high-heeled shoes, that kind of clicking. I think it's sort of like the sound of um, twigs breaking and the brain reacts to that apparently in a similar way. People have all kinds of different sounds that are troublesome to them, but there are also people who have visuals. So again, going back to the caveman, that animal behind the tree is moving around and the leaves are being disturbed and Certain visuals are troublesome as well, then, for some people. Is there any common particular visuals that people seem to report to you with having issues with seeing or dealing with? Yes. Sometimes this is called misokinesia rather than misophonia, so movements. Leg jiggling, hair twisting, scratching the face or the beard, things like that. Oh my God, I'm so glad we, we, we've <laughs> talked to you because I have a really, there's a tiny little part of my beard, right? Well, I just didn't say beard, I have some stubble uh, on my chin and there's a tiny part that just gets insanely itchy and anyone who's ever tried to grow facial hair past a certain point will know that. At a certain point it gets really like, eh, itchy. So my other half goes insane. Here's the difference. There are things that bother everybody. Everybody hates fingernails on the chalkboard. There are things that everybody hates, but people don't go ballistic. I mean, one way that someone figured out what this was, he typed into a Google search, my father is clearing his throat and I want to kill him. <laughs> and up pops Like, oh, it's not just that it's irritating, it's that it seems to the person somehow life-threatening or endangering. Because I get this a little bit with sneezing, okay? So if someone sneezes once, I'm okay with it. But if they have a sneezing, as I call it, a sneezing fit, and they sneeze more than once, internally, I'm so angry. Sometimes I have to pinch my leg to just not say anything. Uh, Jillian, she just, you know, needs a clinical intervention at this point before she damages somebody in the office. Um, but I suppose you've kind of right. shed a little bit of light as to maybe, you know, some of the theories as to why certain people might, you know, get really overreact to certain sounds, be it eating or, or whatever it is. If somebody has this condition, is there anything they can do apart from locking themselves away, not eating together and, and trying to eliminate the sounds? Is there any way to treat it or manage it? There are a number of things that help. So far, there is nothing that makes it completely go away, but there are things that can help. So one is the use of sound. So you put sound in your environment. You have a fan going or white noise or a waterfall in your dining room or things like that. There are also sound-generating devices that fit into the ear. They put noise in that kind of muffles or masks some of those sounds that are troublesome. In addition to that, there is, what I do is cognitive behavioral therapy, and some people do that, but I also combine it with something else called 
dialectic behavior therapy, dialectical behavior therapy. It's a CBT and DBT. They are tools to help the person learn to calm down and manage their reactivity. So some of the problem comes from the person being verbal judgments about things and they end up thinking, I hate that person. Not just I hate the sound, but I hate that person. So they can learn to manage that a little bit. So that is one thing. And another is a combination of different ways of doing mindfulness, relaxation, things to calm down the neurological system in general. So there are things. There are not very many people who understand what this condition is and therefore not very many people who treat it. But those who do have varying degrees of success and it's all sort of up in the air as to what's the best thing to do because we don't exactly know what the cause is. And how many people on average do you think suffer from this? Nobody knows because again there's not very much research but the guess is one number I've seen is 5% and I've seen up to 20% so I don't know. There's probably a lot of people who have this and don't know it until they happen upon an article, which at least now more and more articles are showing up. They happen upon something and they they say, oh my goodness, that's what I have. That's the problem that I have. And then they think back, oh, maybe that was why grandpa was always cranky at the dinner table and he was always yelling at us to chew quieter. We just thought he was, you know, an etiquette person, but maybe he actually had trouble with the sound. I think probably more people have it than we realize. Do you know what I was thinking one of the treatments could be? And this one might only be a certain percentage of the population, but what if all your meals were just blended so you just they were just like soups so you didn't I have to chew that. anything? I'm lazy, so I'd like <laughs> you that. You just got your other half and say, we're going to blend the steak now and we're going to blend all the <laughs> everything just to make you not chew. But um, listen, Dr. Jaffe, it's, a, it's an interesting area and I know we'll probably hear more about it as hopefully more research continues and, and moves on. Um, what are some of the, before we let you go, maybe the most extreme situations or worst case scenarios that people get themselves into with this condition? Well, I got to back up for a moment to what you just said. Some people have a horrible time with soup because they hate the sound of slipping. Oh, no. So that wouldn't work either. <laughs> causing more harm than goodness here. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Worst case is, which is not common. I mean, it, it is common to have trouble with all of those things we talked about so far. Worst case is when people develop a sensitivity and a aversion to the sound of somebody's voice, uh, the person that they live with, their, you know, their mother or their spouse, and they don't want to be in the same room with the person because they can't talk with them, and it becomes very isolating. Most of the time, that isn't what happens. There are some people who end up hospitalized for a brief period of time because they're just having such a terrible time that it also has to do with people's awareness and knowledge that are around them as to how they react to it. So tell somebody they're crazy and you react to them like they're crazy, they're going to start feeling pretty crazy and they may end up being hospitalized. That's not as common, but they're often told that they're crazy. What's the most unusual type of misphonia that you experienced? See, one thing is I try not to name things that bother people because when they listen to that, they go, oh yeah, let me look for that problem and add it to my list of things that bother me. So it's reluctant to add anything to the list of things that people are already having trouble with. It, it doesn't help. Them. You're going to make life horrible for people. Yeah. 
God, right. Um, listen, uh, Dr. Julian Jaffe, thanks a million for popping on and talking to us about this. Said It's a very fascinating, unique area of, of research and I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about it. If somebody who's listening right now maybe has resonated with some of the things that you've said and might feel as if, oh, maybe that's me or maybe that's somebody I know. Do you have a, a website or any recommendation about where they can go online to learn a little bit more about what you do and how you can help? Absolutely. I work with people online a lot who are not local. So to reach me, I'm at sensitive to sound. Sensitive2sound.com. Uh, Dr. Jaffe, thanks a million for popping on with that. It is incredibly interesting. Who knows, we, we, we may talk again in the future. Thank you very much for asking. I appreciate spreading the word. No worries at all. Thank you. On the way next, a dream job working in a bookshop on an island paradise in the Maldives this summer could be yours. It wouldn't be a bad change at all. For more info on how that could be your life this year, Lily Thorne, one of the people recruiting for the position, is on uh, on the way next. So if you would fancy a couple of months paid living in the Maldives, working in a pop-up bookshop where you don't even have to wear shoes because your life is literally on the beach, I think you'd be interested next. And do let us know this evening, what is your ideal dream job like what is the best job in the world to have bar none if you could I don't know take out a magic wand and go create yourself a job this evening your ideal job with the ideal salary the ideal working hours the ideal location let us know what would it be your ideal job 0876797104 Lily Thorne on to give you the opportunity to head on over and work in a pop-up shop on a beach island paradise in the Maldives she's on the way next FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.